Marriage Broker Auntie presents Behind the Scenes. This is an audio series documenting the lives of happily married couples who've committed to spending their every day building healthy relationships. Growing up, we've listened to countless stories that end with meeting your soulmate, getting married and living happily ever after. But is that all to relationships? We're here to find out more. We hope to unravel marriage through stories of real relationships. I'm your host Priyanka Bhardwaj, founder and CEO of Marriage Broker Aunty, which is a matrimonial advisory and relationship coaching service. What you're about to hear is an unscripted conversation with a couple who graciously come forward to share their relationship story. That's Omer, and he's an electronic engineer, and he loves traveling, dancing, and loves watching Formula One. He's an amazing, supportive father to our two-year-old daughter Nora, and is an amazing partner. And this is my wife Sara. She is a lawyer. She loves traveling. And she loves cooking. And she's an excellent cook, if I might say so myself. She is the most dedicated and supportive mother and and partner anyone could ever ask for. And our two-year-old daughter Nora and I are, are lucky to have her in our lives. My guests today are Sara Parveen and Umair Hashim. Sara and Umair met as teenagers in 2005 in Kolkata over a conference call through some common friends. What started as instant attraction took them places not just literally but also in their respective careers too. They've been together 16 years and have been married since 2015. Sara is a property lawyer and Umair is an electronics engineer and they live with their wonderful 2-year-old daughter Nora in Cambridge UK. How how long have you guys been married? Uh, we've been married since 2015, but we've been together a lot lot longer than that. Yeah. We met when we were in uh, high school. Uh, we so my friend and Sara's friend were dating and we met through them. Yeah. when we were in high school. How did that go into dating and then eventually getting married? I think it was just very organic. I started actually talking to him first. Yeah. on conference because there would be a lot of conference calls then on cell phones yeah and then we eventually met and i think we were just attracted to each other there was no like long term plan or anything like that it was just very smooth we were just taking it one day at a time yeah we got talking to each other we got to know each other really well we loved hanging out with each other and then before we knew it we, i think you know yeah we was we really, really liked each other and yeah. um, it took a while for us to admit it to ourselves and then we were dating and then we moved to bangalore i think he moved first and then i moved a year later but it wasn't all like exciting then we broke up for a bit and we moved in together and then we came to do our masters yeah so i think marriage was an extension of what our relationship was yeah. And the whole conversation about marriage would have been really organic with your parents they probably already knew about your relationship or was there any sort of discussion about it marriage is is just something we had to do 
for the visa for the visa thing it was we're just very different people so i have never put pressure on the word marriage if that makes sense we've always been fed this idea of what a marriage needs to be from storybooks and movies and things like that so i was always quite not for it uh whereas omar was someone who just believed mm. that no we needed to you know get married and have a family etc etc um and i think we used to see a lot of friends around me who would be afraid of you know marriage and a lot of people would be like oh i'm okay dating but i'm not okay taking the next step and putting like a lot of pressure on the next step and then you realize that the pressure is actually a bit external like cuz it's legal cultural and social and religious it has nothing with the two people and then you sort of get a bit lost so i think we didn't put that sort of pressure on marriage but umair uh umair did always want to get married so i told him that look since you want to get married if you do want to ever propose to me make sure it doesn't involve music or guitars and balloons <laughs> and a ring or i don't know just don't embarrass me uh whenever you want to get married just don't make it a big deal yeah. um, as you can imagine that made my my job really easy i <laughs> think <laughs> and then amir sent me the last telegram so it was the last year of the telegram in india and then he sent me a telegram from bangalore uh saying what was it will you marry me marry me sarah, sarah privy or whatever and when i found it i thought it was just like some because it was this little envelope very torn and dirty and i was actually going to throw it away and then i opened it up and then i read it and yeah it, it just happened like it wasn't something that we spoke about or planned it just sort of happened that's the cutest proposal i've heard so obviously since you guys had already been living together before you got married and marriage was just something that happened incidentally what was the initial years of living together like I think that's the the key thing here right we tend to focus on oh how does life change after marriage but what you really talk about is how does life change after you move in together because that's the big step because suddenly you're now sharing your space permanently with somebody right you might spend the night at your partner's place but then you always have your own place to go back to and if you need to your own time and your own space you you have that but now you're sharing that with somebody all the time and so that was a big challenge i think yeah. and um yeah especially when you have disagreements or uh, or, yeah. or or fights then <laughs> you, you can't take a step room. back and you know clear your head or, or anything like that it, it's hard but you have to sort of power through if your relationship can survive that i think that's uh, yeah because you see each other at your worst before this you only see each other the, the best versions of yourself yeah or if you have a fight or something you can't hang up and just go to your own room and yeah. uh, there is over here your in each other's face. It's funny cuz uh, we went through uh, thinking about all of this today and we were just remembering it wasn't easy. It was hard, right? Cuz mm-hmm. you're forced to communicate. Either you communicate or you pretend like it's all okay. Mm-hmm. You can pretend, but then at some point it's going to sort of burst out. Mm-hmm. But if you're constantly communicating, yes, you are constantly having disagreements for a bit, but like I said, once you power through that, mm-hmm. it's all that matters. Cuz you see each other at your worst. easy to love someone at their best or even at their good stage but it's really hard to love at your worst and everyone has like their worst side you know so i think it is very important to see that before going into something legal or something that's more permanent um and uh, yeah what were some of the things that you discovered about each other at that point of time which took a bit of adapting 
Sarah has always been true to herself. You know, she's just straight off the mat, the straight off the bat. The first time you meet her, you'll see all of her. She doesn't hold anything back. If she disagrees with something, or you know, even if it's going to be difficult to have that conflicting opinion about something, she put that opinion forward, and that's difficult. I think it's really brave, but she does that. So I don't think there was anything new that I discovered about Sarah because she's been herself. Regardless, but I'm not like that. I tend to present the best version of myself as much as possible. Um, so there were no surprises from from my side. When we started dating, if I had an issue, uh, I would say it. But then Amir would just not bother communicating. Now, of course, we've been together for so long. It, it's different now because we just know what the other person's thinking about, or we do communicate so much better now than yeah. we used to before. But yeah, I agree with him. It was a bit difficult because it's not like we were constantly together, but we had to like end the day and start the day together so mm. communication was the hard part at that point because you were forced to like you just have to talk about it even though i'm someone who just says whatever at some point i would want to hold back but then i couldn't because we just couldn't pretend to like it was okay i think communication was what we got better at once we started being here after so many years what do you guys really like about each other and what are things that you're still trying to accommodate about each other omer is like a very not hyper person he's very calm and very composed and always looking for a solution and if he thinks that there's no solution he won't even try and i'm someone who's hyper i'm always thinking 10 steps ahead so i love that he brings that calm to my life um whether we're on holiday or anything i'll be panicking like oh my god everything is going wrong my life is falling apart and then he's just going to be ironing out all the creases and trying to keep me calm that is also something that i don't like about him because at times i'm expecting him to really be like yes this is not okay and let's do some and he'll just be like eating a sandwich and i'm just going <laughs> why are you not hyper why are you not taking me seriously like do you not take this life seriously so i think for me i love it about him and i also sometimes really hate it about him so i touched upon what i like about her a little earlier right the thing that i uh, that i don't love about her is that uh, she thinks really fast and you know she can process things so much faster than i can and and sometimes she expects me to have arrived at the same point in the processing as her mind is working and i take time to you know catch up sometimes i, I can't process things as fast as she can um, that can get a little bit uh, frustrating and i want to get into a little bit of specifics which i think play an important part in a relationship in being married one of them being your individual careers or professions do you feel like being in a couple impacted your professional life in any way either good way or a bad way Amira and I went from Calcutta to Bangalore worked and then came to do our masters in the UK a lot of people uh, would think that it's something we had planned this is what we always wanted and we've worked towards it because that's what usually people do but that is not what we did so in fact i always wanted to go to bangalore to study law but i wanted to come back to Calcutta. I was always a planner, but Omer wasn't. Like he just took it took it one step at a time. So long story short, when I decided to come here to do my masters, my plan was to go back and practice law in India and that's why I studied law because I wanted to practice it in India whereas with the mayor he just didn't know what he wanted to do. We had gone together for a career a, a law a masters fair. Yes. Omer had no plans of like 
doing his master's in the UK. And then uh, I got all my pamphlets and then I lost to Mare in the crowd. And I was like, oh, Mare, where are you? And then I found out that suddenly he's like, oh, you know what? I think I want to go to my master's in this, this place. And I was like, but you didn't even want to. And then we came here to do our master's. And then we were like, now what? What happens next? Then we decided that, okay, do we want to be together? Yes, we do. Do we want to be in the same place? A lot of couples are very comfortable being apart. Uh, whereas I think because we've been together for so long, we are each other's like, main support system we we are just each other's everything so we do want to physically be in the same place so we then decided that we would apply to the jobs that we really wanted and whoever got the first job we would give that life a shot and then Omer got his job first in the UK okay let's just give it a shot and then if I'm not happy with it because I wanted to be practicing in court and it was impossible for me to practice in court here then we just took it one day at a time and I just started falling in love with the place and just everything over here. So yes, I did make a career move based on my relationship, but I always had an exit point. And it never made me feel like I was doing this for Omer and I was being the martyr and trying to, you know, that just never happened. But one thing led to another and I really liked it. I was practicing property law in India and I'm practicing property law here in the UK. It just so happened that because I enjoyed my job, um, Omer got to enjoy his as well. So it worked out at the end of it. You know, watching her, you know, be so committed to something made me want to, to, to be, you know, take inspiration from that. She's been just most, the most supportive person and it's impacted me very, very positively. I feel like uh, whatever little I've achieved, I think it's, uh, it's just thanks to her, her support and her you know, just being there for what about things like lifestyle or money? Are you guys aligned with each other in terms of your views about money and lifestyle? And, or if you're different, like how do you resolve those differences? I think we're pretty aligned on the financials side of things. Yes, you know, there'll be some silly expenditures that we, either one of us would want to, to make occasionally. We sort of allow and rein in the other person. Omer likes to buy expensive home appliances and I have a huge problem with that. One example would be, um, so Mary works for a company called ARM and they make microprocessors yeah. for all cell phones, tablets, computers. Apart from that, they also have designed the, what, for Dyson? What yeah, is it? it's, a, it's a small microcontroller. A for... microcontroller for Dyson, all right. And then Omer was like, you know what? We need to buy a Dyson vacuum cleaner. And uh, so I looked at the price and it was like 20 times the price of the vacuum cleaner I had bought, which I was extremely happy with. You know what, Omer? I can buy a new vacuum cleaner every single year and I'm not going to get this. And then he sat down and he like explained things to me. And I think he purposely used like big words that I didn't <laughs> understand. But so that vacuum cleaner did like eventually change our lives. And now we have like two <laughs> vacuum so we do try to like talk about it and resolve yeah. it and things like that. It's always a discussion. The one other thing that a lot of relationships get affected by is families, right? How did each other's families feature in your relationship and how did you integrate with them? We've obviously been a part of each other's lives for so long that invariably family did sort of fall in. It's a very Asian thing that when you get married, it's a union of two families. That is not something we agree with. We believe that if both of us are aligned and if both of us bring the best out of each other, and if our families love us, 
they would automatically love the other person. I'm a complete realist to the point where I haven't been able to call his parents mom and dad and he hasn't been able to call my parents mom and dad. That could also stem from the fact that for 15 years we called each other's parents <laughs> uncle and aunt. <laughs> I still remember someone had asked my father that um, oh, are you happy with this and do you like Umair and do Umair's fa- family like like Sara? And he had said, "You know what? To me it doesn't matter." it doesn't matter because biologically they are going to live longer than i do and all i want is for them to like love each other you know and i think our families see that i think our families see how much we bring the best out of each other and i think that's how they've dealt with us more than we've dealt with them i think the the last time our parents had a real meaningful influence in our life was when we were in school and still at home i think once yeah. we left home we sort of managed our relationships ourselves obviously they are part of our lives uh, yes. but they don't affect our our relationship yeah. so that's one aspect of it the other aspect of it is having a child and and growing your family has that affected your relationship in any way and what are the new things that you've learned about each other as co-parents what has that journey been like we were afraid only because a lot of people had told us that it, it's going to take a toll on your relationship you won't have time none of that actually happened when i had nora nora was an early baby she came early and she was in the nicu for a bit at that point most women want their mother to help them and all i wanted was a mare i love my mom i speak to her 20 times a day i'm constantly video calling her just to see her face i'm very very close to her but when it came to the hardest time in my life all i wanted was a man like he's my comfort and that was when nora was born it was physically extremely exhausting nora was uh, in hospital for a bit and touch wood everything was fine she came out fine no support and all of that mer has just been through everything with me and that whole time he prioritized me omer and i have always prioritized each other over the world okay and that could also be nora because we just have so much love for each other that the love oozes on to Nora as well she was like born out of nothing but love if omer doesn't like a parenting style that i am using he will make sure that he tells me that i don't agree with this and then we talk about it we do have additional responsibility yeah. which means that you know we we don't have as much time as we did previously yeah. to spend with with each other but we try and do things together uh, yeah. you know even with Nora and yeah. that's that's time spent yeah. together having been together for this long can you look back and tell me what your greatest learnings of being in a committed relationship in the same space i i have learned to not take the other person for granted it is important to appreciate the other person it's very important to say thank you and it's very important to say sorry i feel like we we're always taught to say these things to people who are not a part of our lives like shopkeepers and waiters and someone who's holding the door open for you but the truth is that we never taught to say this to the people closest to us and i think that is very important people sometimes people confuse respect with obedience they think that oh if you just listen to somebody that's yeah. showing respect but that's not the case i think respect is valuing each other's opinions as well you know yeah. there's differences as well you might not always have the same view on certain things and i need to understand her point of view even though i might not agree with it initially but i have to yeah. 
you know hear the other person out and yes. take some time and process it if you did anything consciously apart from the fact that you're always thanking each other and being considerate with each other is a mantra for keeping your relationship right we really have rules as such but mm. the one rule that we do have is that we don't go to sleep on an argument our fights are explosive fights we don't hold ourselves back because we're just so raw with each other that after like showing showcasing parading our worst sides to each other what grounds us is that we do want to be with each other so we just decide that yes we need to talk about it so one of us will either go say sorry or say let's talk about it or hug the other person or if none of that is happening if it's like a really bad fight then <laughs> i would just be like umair do you not want to work this out <laughs> ஒன் <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but it just takes one of us to just break that tension a little bit yeah. and then all the ego just disappears. Final question. What is one of your favorite memories with each other? So we've gone to Italy for a holiday. I'm a planner so everything was planned and uh, the leaning tower of pisa who wants to see that and yeah. then everyone's like yeah it's a day trip you lose a day you don't have to go and then man was like you know what if we have like a baby next time we're here, here so let's just do something silly and what's that he decided that he wanted to rent a vespa and basically spend the whole day at tuscany in the countryside yeah. amongst the vineyards and uh, the food and all that like uh, scenery i think it was just one of our favorite yeah. uh, memories Sarah and Omer were hands down the mushiest couple I've ever interviewed. While they're quite different from each other, their love is fueled by mutual respect, affection, and raw honesty. I realize that they treat their relationship just like how we treat our children. We're so insanely in love with our children that we protect them quite fiercely. So having a super tight boundary around them as a couple has really helped nurture their relationship. And as Sara says, their child was made out of nothing but love and their love for each other oozes onto their child. Thank you for listening to Behind the Scenes. These conversations are available on the Marriage Broker Aunty channel on YouTube and Spotify. Please subscribe to our channel if you haven't already done so, so you can have access to future episodes as soon as they're out. Much has been said about how we meet our partners, but very little about how we build relationships with them. So if you think this conversation could inspire someone you know, don't forget to share this with them. If you'd like to follow us on social media, You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also go to our website marriageprokeranti.com, anti with an i e, to learn more about this project and the work we do. Mm-hmm.